the rosary is a weapon. Most certainly, the rosary is a weapon. If you go all the way back to Our Lady giving the rosary, the angelic psalter, to St. Dominic, she uses the language of weapon. We're going to read about that today. We're going to learn about that today. Why? Because the left, the liberals, the secularists, they're on to us. They've figured out that the rosary is a weapon. And what they've done is profoundly dishonest. Here's the headline from The Atlantic. How extremist gun culture is trying to co-op the rosary. Why are sacramental beads suddenly showing up next to AR-15s online? Gasp. We're going to look at this. It's very dishonest. What they're trying to do is make devout Catholics who pray their rosary every day, every day, and you do pray your rosary every day or you would not be on the team. They're trying to vilify us. They're trying to associate us with violence, militias, etc. There's a reason for that. Why is it that you see pro-abort protests saying, Keep your rosaries off our ovaries. And think about it. In Europe, when our health was being threatened, what happened? They organized rosary rallies. During the elections, what did Catholics do? What did we do? We went out and prayed the rosary. Political rallies, prayed the rosary, held up the rosaries. What do we do outside Planned Parenthood? Pray the rosary. The rosary is our weapon. They know that. They see that. And they're going to smear us. Look at this quote by St. Pio. The rosary is the weapon for these times. End quote. And I believe him. I believe him. Anyone who says to me, hey, Dr. Taylor Marshall, I just, the rosary's not my thing. I just don't pray it. I don't think it's important to pray it every day. I mean, you're just going to straight up say Padre Pio, Our Lady of Fatima, Pius IX, Leo Thirteenth. They're just wrong. They're giving you bad advice. I mean, we're in a culture war right now. Imagine going into war and like, hey, this is the best weapon for this war. And you're like, yeah, I'm just not into that. Mm, I really don't want to go into battle with you. Do you have my back? Do you have the weapons needed? And again, we're talking about spiritual combat, which a lot of these communists and leftists don't understand, which is to our advantage. It's really the Wiccans and the Satanists who are more clued in on how we fight the culture war for Jesus Christ, our King, and for Our Lady, the Queen. So we're going to look at the article today at The Atlantic. 
And we're also going to look at some quotes from some saints. We're going to look at the origin of the rosary and see how Our Lady herself uses the language of weaponry. I'll give you a little foretaste. Our Lady in the 1200s used the image of a battering ram for her rosary. We'll see how that works out. Everybody, welcome to the Dr. Taylor Marshall Show. It's a beautiful day. I'm filming this on August 15th, the bodily assumption of our blessed and immaculate lady. It's also my wife, Joy's birthday. That's right. She was born on the Feast of the Assumption. And so I would ask everyone out there to please say Hail Mary for her on her birthday. There's uh, over 700 of us live right now. So that would be 700 Hail Marys. And I know Joy would really appreciate that. So if all, all of you could say, actually, we'll do a, let's do a Hail Mary right now. And I'd like to honor my wife and give her the gift of, with y'all, 700 Hail Marys. All right, let me put the prayer on the screen. We'll pray it in Latin. Oremus nomine patris et fidi et spiritus sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et et ora mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Our Lady, pray for my wife, Joy. Amen. All right, everybody, thanks for praying. And uh, let's get started. Before we do, go ahead and give it a thumbs up. Give this video a like. Share it with your friends. And if you're new, go ahead and subscribe by hitting the subscribe button and click notifications on. Let's see what they're up to in the secular media. We're going to turn over here to the Atlantic. Here is the full article. And... There you go. How extremist gun control is trying to co-opt the rosary. Listen to the opening statements. Okay, are you ready? Everybody take a deep breath. And here we go, because you're going to get a little bit aggravated as we read through this. And I want you to listen for dishonesty. Here we go. Quote, just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical, traditional, or rad-trad Catholics. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. These armed, radical traditionalists have taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned it into something dangerously literal. Whoa. I mean, grandmas might run after you and just start whipping you with the rosary. But what does this mean? Dangerously literal. They're going to get rosaries and, and choke people? I mean, rosaries aren't that strong. Some of them are. They're going to whip you with them? How is the rosary going to get dangerous? 
by the way, I just want to point out, this comes out just in time for Our Lady's Feast Day. The Assumption of Our Lady on August 15th. The devil hates Mary. That's prophesied in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God says, I will put enmities between thee and the woman, Satan and the woman, and between her seed and your seed. That's part of the proto-gospel, Genesis 3.15. There is perfect enmity between Our Lady and the serpent. God there wasn't talking about Eve, because Eve already sinned and submitted to the serpent. He was talking about the new Eve, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth. So Satan is attacking on the feast day, and this is just one example. Okay, so moving along here, put the text back on the screen. Forgive the ads. If you have bunions, there's an ad for you right there on the page there. All right, here we go. Quote, the social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms, warriors in prayer, Deus Volt, God wills it. Crusader memes, an exhortation for men to rise up and become church militants. Influencers on platforms such as Instagram share posts referencing everyday carry and gat check. Gat is slang for firearm. That include soldiers, battle beads, handguns, and assault rifles. One artist posts illustrations of his favorite Catholic saints, clergy, and influencers toting AR-15 style rifles labeled Sanctum Rosarium, Holy Rosary in Latin, alongside violently homophobic screeds that are celebrated by social media accounts with thousands of followers. My goodness sakes. Now here's where it gets rich. The theologian and historian... Massimo Fagioli, Fagioli has described a network of conservative Catholic bloggers and commentary organizations as a Catholic cyber militia. What's a cyber militia? Do they just hit you with down, thumbs downs all day long? That actively campaign against LGBTQ acceptance in the church. These rad trad rosary as weapon memes, rad trad rosary as weapon memes, represent a social media diffusion of such messaging and they work to integrate ultra-conservative Catholicism with other aspects of online far-right culture. The phenomenon might be tempting to dismiss as mere trolling or merchandising and ironical provocations based on traditional ist Catholic symbols do exist, but the far right's constellation of violent, racist, and homophobic online milieus are well documented for providing a way to radicalization and real world terrorist attacks you know like when all those y'all remember when all those traditional catholics i'm not gonna make the joke we all know traditional catholics don't make terrorist attacks 
we do know who does make terrorist attacks, they usually get a pass in the media. Suddenly, people are like, hey, do spiritual warfare, pray the rosary every day. That's bad, racist, terrorist, dangerous, far right. He continues. Oh, wait, I, I didn't finish that paragraph. Uh, the rosary in these hands is anything but holy. But for millions of believers, the beads which provide an aid memoir for a sequence of devotional prayers are a widely recognized symbol of Catholicism and a source of strength. And many take genuine sustenance from Catholic theology's concept of the church militant and the tradition of regarding the rosary as a weapon against Satan. Yes, that's what we mean. As Pope Francis said in a 2020 address, there is no path to holiness without spiritual combat, end quote. And Francis is only one of many church officials who have endorsed the idea of the rosary as an armament in that fight. Even, the author, even cites Pope Francis that Christians understand our life here as a military task. Be the Maccabee. Lepanto. Read the Apocalypse. I can't wait for y'all to read my new book on the Apocalypse. We go through the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. We show Christ as a warrior. Yes, he's the Lamb of God, but he's the Lion of Judah. He's leading out the battalions against Antichrist, the beast, the dragon. And he slays them with the sword of his mouth. Can't wait for y'all to read it. Christianity is based on a military understanding. The sacrament of confirmation, especially before they changed it and remixed it by Annabal Bugnini, into the 60s and into the 70s, you were slapped on the cheek. The bishop gave you an alapa, a little slap on the cheek. Why did the bishop slap kids and adults, they're confirmed, on the face? Because it teaches you the world's against you. You're going to be struck on the cheek. Turn the other cheek. Are you a warrior? Are you a soldier for Jesus Christ? Are you going to lay down your weapons and surrender? Or are you going to fight till the death? That's especially the theology of confirmation. Con, with, ferma, strength, confirmation. You're a soldier fighting unto death. Now, you know what bishops like to do? I've seen it. Instead of giving the alapa, peace be with you, they put their hand out and they shake the hand of the teenager. Mm -mm. Confirmation ain't a business deal that you shake on. Confirmation is enrollment in the military. The military of Jesus Christ. Sadly, ever since the 50s, now so really the 60s, the idea of the church as even Our Lady in battle array, 
Christ with a sword. All these images. Christian soldiers, onward Christian soldiers, it's all been minimized. It's all social justice warriors, which is not really warriors. It's appeasers. Let's go on in the argument, in the article here. Quote, in mainstream Catholicism, the rosary as weapon is not an intrinsically harmful interpretation of the sacramental. And this symbol has a long history. In the 1930s and 40s, ultramontane Catholic student publication, I'm not going to try to say it, regularly used the concept to rally the faithful. But the modern, radical, traditionalist Catholic movement, which generally rejects the Second Vatican Council's reforms, is far outside the majority opinion in the Roman Catholic Church in America. Many prominent American Catholic bishops advocate for gun control. And after the Uvalde shoot, school shooting, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, lamented the way some Americans sacralize death's instruments. Now, here's what I understand. What does that whole paragraph have to do with the rosary? The rosary is a spiritual weapon with spiritual combat. Nobody, and I mean literally nobody on planet Earth, 0% of people believe that we use the rosary to kill people. I mean 0%. You can find the most insane person in the world. They don't believe that you use the rosary to kill people. That's ridiculous. The article goes on. Militia culture, a fetishism of Western civilization, and masculinist anxieties have become mainstays of the far right in the United States. And rad trad Catholics, and I, I want to pause here. More and more, they are discovering the lingo in order to, to isolate us and try to shut us up. They're the rad trad. You see how they're already they're adopting the language. Let's keep reading. Their social media accounts commonly promote accelerationist and survivalist content along with combat medical and tactical training as well as memes depicting balaclava-clawed gunmen that draw on the terror wave or war core aesthetic that is popular in far-right circles. I'm a, I'm a trad, traditional Catholic, and uh, I've never seen this. I'm, a, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube. Uh, I'm not the most astute social media person, but I don't know what Terra Wave is, War Corps, Accelerationalist. I know what Survivalist is. I don't know why that's bad. If people want to learn how to survive in the wilderness with minimal food and tools, I think that's cool. I don't know. I don't understand why that's a negative. I, I just don't understand this association with the rosary. Like I was at Mass today for the Feast of the Assumption, beautiful traditional Latin Mass. Saw people praying their rosaries, a lot of grandmothers. 
none of this struck me as, oh my goodness, look at these accelerationist tearaway war core grandmas with their rosaries out. I mean, spiritually, yeah, but I don't know. I just I just don't get how, how the rosary at a tr at a traditional Latin mass parish is becoming uh, on par with what this this author saying. It's just it's crazy. Continuing on, quote. Like such networks, tr radical traditional Catholics sustain their own cottage industry of goods and services that reinforces the radicalization. Rosaries are common among the merchandise on offer, some made of cartridge casings and complete with gunmetal finished crucifixes. Whoa, like this one? No, this actually isn't my gunmetal one. I do have a gunmetal finish. Does that mean I want to shoot people with my rosary? Pew, pew. No, this is dumb. This is dumb. One Catholic online store, which describes itself as dedicating to offering battle-ready products and manuals to stand firm against the tactics of the devil, sells replicas of the rosaries issued to American soldiers during the First World War as combat rosaries. Discerning consumers can also buy a concealed carry permit for their combat rosary in a sacramental storage box resembling an ammunition can. I have these. What do I have one here? They're actually kind of cool. And by the way, this is a combat rosary. It's the one I always usually pray. Uh, I use these in seraphim rosaries, but just in my pocket, like at mass in a suit. I don't carry the big rosary, which is right here. I carry this smaller rosary. Yeah, it's a World War One rosary, combat rosary, but that doesn't mean that I want to go and wage a world war on people with my rosary, like shoot them. That doesn't make sense. Do I want them all to convert to Jesus Christ and be saved and enjoy heaven forever with me and the saints? Yes, I do. I am guilty of that, and I don't apologize for it. In 2016, the Pontifical Swiss Guard accepted a donation of combat rosaries during a ceremony at the Vatican. Their commander described the gift as the most powerful weapon that exists on the market. End quote. Wow, those hardcore Swiss guards in their blue, orange, and red uniforms, so threatening to the world order, they also like to use the combat rosary. <gasps> Unbelievable. This is the argument that this guy's trying to make in an article? It goes on, quote, the militarism also glorifies a warrior mentality and notions of manliness and male strength. I mean, heaven forbid we're telling all these young 20-year-old men, uh, the rosary's a granny devotion. Be like your granny and pray the rosary. By the way, props to all the grandmothers out there who pray the rosary. That's why all these young men are actually becoming Catholics because there's these grandmothers who are actually praying like Monica and wearing down the beads praying and mothers. But yes, when it comes to the rosary, we are stressing the idea that you're a soldier of Jesus Christ and this is your weapon. Just like Pius the, uh, 11th said, Leo the 13th, Pope, uh, Padre Pio, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, I'll go off 
the trail a little bit. During the Crusades, the Templars wore their sword on their left hip so you can pull it out and fight, right? Well, the other orders that were non-combatant orders, they, instead of wearing a sword on their left hip, they began to hang, drape a rosary on that left hip on their belt or cincture. It symbolized, I'm not carrying a sword, but I'm carrying a spiritual weapon that's just as powerful but more powerful in the spiritual realm for fighting Satan and saving souls, and that is the Holy Rosary. Next to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, which is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for us, next to that, within the realm of pri uh, yeah, private devotions, the Rosary has the most approval, the most endorsement, of the saints and the popes. It is the devotion that we must rally to after the Mass, of course. The Mass is the highest. This is why I say every day, pray the rosary every day. And people say, oh, that's so dumb. Taylor Marshall says, pray the No, it's not. Our Lady asks us to pray the rosary every day. Let us do it. Let's continue the article. Are you disgusted yet by this article, by the way? If you are disgusted by the article, do the opposite and give this video a thumbs up. Like this video, share it, and subscribe. All right, back to the article. The militarism also glorifies a war. Oh, we already read that. In 2015, Bishop Thomas Olmsted of Phoenix issued an apostolic exhortation calling for a renewal of traditional conceptions of Catholic masculinity titled Into the Breach, which led the Knights of Columbus and Influential Fraternal Order to produce a, a video series promoting Olmsted's ideas. But among radical traditional Catholic men, such, such concerns take an extremist turn, rooted in fantasies of violently defending one's family and church for marauders. Now, hold on a second. I don't know anybody that fantasizes about... Why would anybody fantasize about bad people coming into your church to kill the priests and the women and the children and all that? That's like worst possible scenario is not what we want whatsoever. And by the way, I don't see how, hey, pray the ro rosary and be a warrior for Jesus leads to that conclusion. Completely irresponsible article. Continuing on. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> and by the way, now it's it's not just the radical, traditional rad trad men uh militaristic fascists no now it's the knights of columbus who are Im implicated in this you know the knights of columbus your, your friendly uncles and grandfathers who are making flapjacks after mass on sunday and uh raising money to to redo the the uh, vegetation the bushes around the church and all now they're implemented in the rad trad fascist, extremist, violent. Unbelievable. Just 
roll up on your on your local Knights of Columbus meeting and ask yourself, is this a violent group of uh, crusader warriors fantasizing about people invading and shooting up churches and them fighting back? It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Let's keep going. The rosary as weapon also gives rad, trad, Catholic men both a distinctive signifier within Christian nationalism and a sort of membership pass to the movement. As a sociologist Andrew Whitehead and Samuel Perry note in Taking America Back for God, Christian nationalism in the United States, Catholics used to be regarded as enemies by Christian nationalists, and anti-Catholic nativism runs deep in American history. Today, Catholics are a growing contingent of Christian nationalism. Helping unite these former rivals is a quasi-theological doctrine of what Perry and other socialists, uh, Philip Gorsky, have called righteous violence against political enemies regarded as demonic or satanic, be they secularists, progressive, or Jews. Notice how they have to throw that in there, too, so we can get the anti-Semitic label on there. Well played. The hostility towards liberalism and secularism inherent in traditional Catholicism is also pronounced within Christian nationalist circles. No longer stigmatized by evangelical nationalists, Catholic imagery now blends freely with the staple alt-right memes that romanticize ancient Rome or idealize the traditional patriarchal family. Uh, on that last sentence, yeah, we're guilty. We like the idea of Catholic Rome, eternal city. We're down with that. We're Roman Catholic, so you can't take the Roman away. It's deeply, deeply part of our identity. And then, yes, I do idealize the traditional patriarchal family. Yes, we do. Guilty as charged. I don't want the new family, the modern family, the matriarchal family, the confused whatever family. We look at Adam and Eve, not Adam, and Steve. And we look at Christ's first miracle at a traditional Jewish wedding at Cana, where he turned water into wine. Yes, we do find this as the ideal and even as the norm in our Christian, our Catholic churches. Continuing on. Some doctrinal differences and divisions remain. Many radical traditionalist Catholic men maintain a hard-line position that other forms of Christianity are heretical and hold that Catholics alone adhere to the one true church. Christian nationalism's nativism and its predilection for great replacement theory alienates some radical traditional Catholics who are not white or who are not born in the United States with deep veins of anti-Catholicism persist among far-right Protestants. You know what? It's true. I have black friends, they pray the rosary. I'm serious. I have black Catholic friends that pray the rosary, and I have brown Catholic friends. I have Mexican friends pray the rosary. I have even some Canadian friends who pray the rosary and you, you get ready for this one. I've got Asian friends that pray the rosary. 
It's for real. It's for real. So there is no white nationalist identity. As a matter of fact, you go to any rosary rally, and I've been to a lot of them. I've led some of them. What do you always see at every rosary rally, besides a bunch of men praying the rosary and women? Our Lady of Guadalupe. The Marian apparition to the Aztecs. The Mexican apparition. We love her. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for me. I say it all, all the time at the end of my shows. Our Lady Guadalupe is a patroness of the new St. Thomas Institute, where I teach courses. I've been to the shrine and seen the tilma of Our Lady Guadalupe twice. I've traveled there. Love Our Lady Guadalupe. So when we're praying our rosaries and we're looking at the beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's not hate. It's not white supremacy. It's not nationalism. This, this person writing this article is totally off. What they've done is they've taken everything that's sort of on the liberal agenda of what's vilified as mean, hateful, Nazi, right? And then they've taken that whole litany and then they've somehow taken the rosary and then they've so, sh tried to show how rad trad men who pray the rosary are all of those things. And it just fails. Fails miserably. It's sad. It's sad the Atlantic published this. Honestly. Yet convergent with Christian nationalism is cemented in common causes such as hostility towards abortion rights advocates. Okay, so here we go on that. The pro-choice protests that followed the leaked early draft of Supreme Court decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which overturned Roe v. Wade, Ave Maria, praise God led to a profusion of social media posts on the far right fantasizing about killing activists. And forums responded to Pride Month this year with extremist, homophobic, and transphobic groomer discourse. Rad Trad Networks are also involved in organizing rosary-branded events that involved weapons training. So here they're saying that <laughs> they know liberals are really upset about Roe v. Wade. And so that's just, again, that's the rosaries, these people. And uh, they are fantasizing about killing activists, according to this article. These rad trad men are, are praying their rosaries and they're fantasizing about killing uh, abortion activists. I thought we wanted them to find Jesus and to experience peace and to experience the remission of sins, and to actually go to heaven and be with us forever. I thought, that's why I'm praying my rosary. If you agree, can you give a thumbs up? Do you agree? I, I honestly don't know any, and I'm a pretty, people say I'm a pretty rad trad guy. Taylor Marshall, he's rad trad. I honestly don't know any Catholic men who, A, want to go and kill activists, and B, associate praying their rosary with a fantasy uh, to engage in gun violence or in killing activists. I'm going to go with zero. I don't, I, don't, I don't know anybody. 
And I mean, they can be mad about the groomer discourse, but that's kind of true. Last paragraph. Catholics are taught to love and forgive their enemies, that to do otherwise is a sin. But the extremist understanding of spiritual warfare overrides that command. To do battle with Satan, whose influence in the world is, according to Catholic demonology, real and menacing, is to deploy violence for delivery and redemption. The battle beads culture of spiritual warfare permits radical traditional Catholics literally to demonize their political opponents and regard the use of armed force against them as sanctified. The sacramental rosary isn't just a spiritual weapon, but one that comes with physical ammunition, end quote, end of article. They're saying that the rosary comes with physical ammunition. What is this person talking about? Again, there are, there are currently on earth zero human beings who believe that this is used to kill people. Zero. Nobody believes that. What do we believe? Let's talk about what we do believe. Here's a great, a great quote here by Padre Pio. Satan always aims at destroying the rosary, but he will never succeed. It is the prayer of her who prevails over each and all. It is she that taught it to us as Jesus taught us the Our Father, end quote. You see, Satan knows the power of the rosary. And he's going to come against it with everything he's got. The rosary injures and hurts the demons. They hate this. It is a rapid fire ammunition upon them. And St. Paul says, you know, our war is not with flesh and blood. Ultimately, you know, our war is not with humans themselves, but by the demons who deceive humans. That's our war, and that's why this is our weapon. And that's why Satan hates this weapon. That's why after the 60s, there were, pre there were wicked priests and nuns telling children in school and telling adults, we don't do the rosary anymore, don't pray the rosary anymore. And there was a time in seminaries where if men were seen praying the rosary, they were told to leave the seminary because they were rigid, pious, and overly devotional. That, that was the work of Satan, getting rid of the weapon. Today we know that the rosary is the weapon for our times. Listen to this quote here. This is a quote from Pope Pius XI. The rosary is a powerful weapon to put the demons to flight and to keep oneself from sin. If you desire peace in your hearts, in your homes, and in your country, assemble each evening to recite the rosary. Let not even one day pass without saying it. No matter how burdened you may be with many cares and labors, end quote, Pope Pius XI. In other words, pray the rosary every day or not on the team. 
Don't let one day pass. Not one day this week, not one day this month, not one day this year. Keep the rosary in your pocket and pray it in your spare time and pray it in the evening with your families especially. And Pius XI tells you, if you desire peace in your hearts, in your home, and in your country, three places, heart, home, country. Rosary does it. Do you believe it? Yes, say right now, wherever you are, do you believe what he says is true, that you will get peace in your heart, in your home, and in your country by praying the rosary? Do you believe, yes or no? Me? Yes, I believe that. Ergo, we have to do it. I have to do it. It's up to me. You're a grown-up Catholic. You don't need mommy or daddy to come and say, rosary time, if you're a grown-up Catholic, you pray the rosary, period. That's just what you do. That's how you are on the team. You're in the fight. You're enrolled. You're carrying a weapon. Not to go kill activists. That's stupid. But to make the demons flee? Yes. To sanctify your soul? Yes. To sanctify the souls of those around you? Yes. All of those things. Most definitely all of those things. Now is the best part of today's podcast. I'm going to read a quote. It's a quote from Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is from my book, page 12 and 13 of my book, Rosary in 50 Pages. If you're wondering, what is the rosary? Where did the rosary come from? Does the rosary make me love Jesus or have less attention to Jesus? Does it exalt Mary too much? How do I pray the rosary in English? How do I pray the rosary in Latin? Quotes on the rosaries, miracle on the rosary. You want all everything I just said and you only want to be in 50 pages so you can read it quickly and not be burdened. That's this book, Rosary in 50 Pages. And on page 12, I give us the history of the rosary, how the rosary was given to St. Dominic. It actually predates St. Dominic, which I talk about in the book. You'll learn about that. But the rosary as we know it with these 15 decades, 15 mysteries, was given in the 1200s. And, and what was going on? In the year 1214, St. Dominic, the founder of the Order of Preachers, the Dominicans, was in anguish because he was failing in his attempt to convert the Albigensian Cathar heretics. These dualistic heretics taught that the spirit is good, and that all physical matter is evil. They believed in a good God who is spiritual and also a bad demigod who created the physical evil universe. The Cathar heretics identified this sinister demiurge with the Old Testament God and called him Rex Mundi, king of the world. For them, religion was a battle between the good father of Jesus Christ and the evil Jewish demigod called Rex Mundi, king of the world. These Cathar heretics taught that Christ was never actually human and with a physical body and rejected that he was born of the Virgin Mary. They also rejected the bodily resurrection of Christ and the seven sacraments since they were tangible, physical. They rejected marriage and believed sex was evil since it entrapped more people into physical bodies. The Albigensian heretics were popular in France and St. Dominic had prayerfully committed himself and others to preaching to and converting these heretics to save them 
from their errors. So this is the backdrop from where we get the rosary. Listen to what happens next. St. Dominic failed miserably in his missionary work amongst these French heretics. He attributed his failure to his own sinfulness and to the poor example of Catholic clergy and laymen. The heretical preachers lived in extreme poverty, while the Catholic bishops and abbots lived in luxury, rode stately horses, and dressed lavishly. St. Dominic went alone into the forest for three days, praying for the conversion of these heretics back to the one true faith, Catholicism. He flogged his body and scourged his flesh. From the fasting, pain, and exhaustion, he fell into a deep sleep. Dominic experienced an apparition of Blessed Mother Mary, which thereafter linked St. Dominic and the Rosary. The Blessed Virgin Mary appeared with three angels and asked Dominic, quote, Dear Dominic, do you not know which weapon the Blessed Trinity wants to use to reform the world? Dominic answered that she would know better than him. Mary responded, quote, I want you to know that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has already been the angelic psalter, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my psalter. When the Blessed Virgin Mary spoke of the psalter, she referred to the 150 psalms of the Old Testament. Monks of the early church would pray all 150 psalms daily. Those who could not do so spread out the Psalter over one week. Others would recite 150 Our Fathers or 150 Hail Marys to complete an easier quasi-Psalter. Dominic understood that she wanted him to preach the 150 angelic salutations, which is the 150 Hail Marys. Ave Marias. After seeing this apparition, St. Dominic preached the angelic Psalter, the Holy Rosary, to the unconverted Albigensian heretics. The 150 Psalms were divided into 15 decades, or groups of 10. To each of the 15 decades was assigned a mystery corresponding to the physical, incarnational reality of our Lord Jesus Christ. The heretics rejected the incarnation of Christ as physical, and so the sign of Mary that she bore his physical body inside her womb became the means of conversion for these heretics. The 15 mysteries of the rosary are grouped into three sets of five decades each, totaling 150 Hail Marys. You see, the Albigensian heretics, they, didn't, they thought everything physical was evil and wicked. And they rejected that Jesus came in the actual flesh. They thought he was a ghost or a spirit. The solution Our Lady gave to Dominic was preach the angelic Psalter, 150 Hail Marys, meditating on 15 
doctrinal mysteries that reveal the physicality of Jesus Christ. And how did Jesus Christ receive his physicality, his material body and blood? He received it from Mary. Truly, truly, she's the mother of God, the mother of the Messiah. There are only two persons in the universe that can say, our son. One is God the Father, eternal Father. And one is a creation, the created Virgin Mary, finite. She and God the Father can say, our son. No one else. Because he is truly the eternal son of the Father. And he is truly, in the incarnation, the son of Mary. That's pretty special, isn't it? Protestants watching, that's pretty special, isn't it? If you like that, thumbs up. That's special for Our Lady. Now, what are the mysteries of the rosary? I know there's people watching who are Protestant or who are Catholic and were never taught the rosary. There's 150 Hail Marys, and they're divided uh, by 15. So 10 times 15 is 150. And each of those 10 is called a decade. I made a joke on Twitter today. I said, if you say to people, what's your favorite decade? They'll say, uh, like the 60s or the 80s. But if you ask a Catholic, what's your favorite decade? They'll say, uh, third joyful mystery, second sorrowful mystery. Different use of the word decade. The first, the joyful mysteries are the Annunciation of the Archangel Gabriel to Mary when she said, Fiat mihi, let it be done unto me. And Christ was incarnate. The second is the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, her cousin, the mother of John the Baptist. The third is the birth of baby Jesus in Bethlehem, Christmas. The fourth is the presentation of Jesus in the temple by Mary and Joseph. And the fifth is finding Jesus in the temple after he had been lost for three days. Now we move, those are the first five. Now we move to the second group. Those are the sorrowful mysteries. The first sorrowful mystery is the agony of Jesus in the garden. Remember when he said, let this chalice pass from me. And Peter, James, and John were asleep. And he said, can you not... Watch with me for one hour. That. Two, the scourging at the pillar when they whipped his physical body. Three, crowning with thorns when they crowned his physical head. See, the Albigensian heretics, the Cathari, would be learning these things and being broken of their heresy and brought into the one true Catholic faith where Christ is truly fully God and fully man. Four, carrying the cross physical cross with his physical body, and five, crucifixion, where his body is actually nailed with physical nails onto a physical wooden cross and lifted up as a sacrifice. The same sacrifice as the Mass, as an offering, as a propitiation for mankind's sin to redeem them. That's Those second five are the sorrowful mysteries. And then we move into the third set of five decades, the glorious mysteries. The first glorious mystery is the resurrection of Jesus's physical body. The second one is the ascension of Jesus's physical body to the right hand of the Father in heaven. It's in Luke's gospel and also in Acts. The third is the descent of the Holy Ghost on Pentecost, where the Pentec where the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity, comes down onto the actual bodies of the apostles and the Virgin Mary in the form of 
tongues of fire and empowers them and gives birth to the church. The fourth one is the assumption of Mary's body and soul in heaven, which we celebrate gloriously today on August 15th. That's when Mary's body, the body that God chose to bring about the incarnation, is elevated into the beatific vision and sits at the right hand of Jesus. And then the last one is the coronation, the crowning of the Virgin by the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, where her head, physical head, is crowned by the Holy Trinity. That is the rosary. Now, if I just go back one page, Mary says, do you know which weapon the Blessed Trinity wants to use to reform the world? Mary calls it the weapon before she even says what it is. And she says the Blessed Trinity has chosen it. How beautiful is that? How lovely is that? Mary calls it a weapon. It is a weapon. Don't let anyone tell you it's not a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. No one's going to kill anybody with the rosary. But they might save your soul. They might bring you from heresy into the fullness of truth. She says, I want you to know that this kind of warfare, that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has always been the angelic psalter, the rosary. The battering ram. What does a battering ram do? By the way, you got to read this book. I'm not just saying it because I want to sell you a book. This book has so much info in it. What does a battering ram do? You've seen the movies. You've got all these men. They got this giant piece of wood. They go up to the gate and they swing it. Boom! 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 It breaks open the gates. Did Jesus ever talk about gates? I mean, let's just... I'm going to put down the book, Rosary and 50 Pages. Did Jesus ever talk about gates? Yeah, he did. Remember? You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. The gates of hell. How do we smash in the gates of hell? You're going to need a battering ram. That's how you break in gates. Battering rams break in gates. Mary says that it's a weapon. And she says, she identifies the weapon not as an AR-15. Not as a 45 ACP. Uh, not as a 44 Magnum. Uh, not as a 9mm Glock or a bow and arrow, or a hand grenade, Mary identifies the weapon as a battering ram. And I can only conclude, because Christ talks about the gates, she's talking about the battering ram to, to smash the gates of hell. See, it's not, just, it's not enough to just be on the defense against hell. We want to bust them up. We want to break through their line. Make them flee. She says, the battering ram has always been the angelic psalter, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my psalter. The rosary. That's why I named this book. Let's see if you can see it here. 
The Layman's Quick Guide to Mary's Psalter. You can see it here. The Layman's Quick Guide to Mary Mary's Psalter. And people ask me, now, now you, some people are going to get offended right now. They're going to get offended. I don't get offended. Just take a deep breath. People ask me, hey, Dr. Marshall, do you pray the Luminous Mysteries? I have nothing against the Luminous Mysteries. All five of the Luminous Mysteries are right there in the Bible. They are beautiful. They are true. Meditating and thinking about them will make you saintly, good, and holy. You will grow closer to Christ. And if there's a group of people and I'm with them and they're like, we're praying the Luminous Mysteries, I pray the Luminous Mysteries and have no problem with it whatsoever. But in my daily cycle of praying the Rosary, Every single day, I don't pray the Luminous Mysteries. Why? Because Mary was very specific that it is called chiefly, not the Rosary, Rosarium in Latin. It's chiefly called Mary's Psalter, her book of Psalms. There's only 150 Psalms in the book of Psalms. There's not 200. There's 150. Mary gave it as a Psalter, book of Psalms. Adding five mysteries brings the Psalter to 200. That's not what she revealed. She revealed 150. So if you want to hear an appendix, how I understand all that, it's in the Rosary and 50 Pages book. I think the Luminous Mysteries are a beautiful chaplet. They're a beautiful supplement. But they are not the Rosary that Mary gave. Someone may say, well, yeah, but Taylor, John Paul II gave them to Okay, great. But John Paul II is not the Blessed Virgin Mary. And again, the Luminous Mysteries are salutary, beautiful, good. I like them. I enjoy them. But they are not the Rosary given by Our Lady as the angelic Psalter to Dominic in the 1200. It's not it. Okay, I hope I didn't offend everybody. All right. So, in conclusion to this whole video, pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team. You got to be praying the rosary. People have asked me, hey, Marshall, do you think this article is aimed at you? Mm, it's aimed at a lot of us. I'm sure I'm one on their mind because I talk about the, I have a book on the rosary and I literally, pardon me, I literally talk about the rosary in every single podcast that I make. You know, at, when I die with all my sins, all my temporal punishment, everything wrong I've done, all the mistakes that I've made in my life, all my regrets, when I die and I'm judged by Jesus Christ, I hope that there's one, two, three, four, five, ten, twelve people out there who prayed the rosary. They heard me say, pray the rosary every day you're not here. And they prayed the rosary and their prayers somehow, their witness, their goodness somehow helps me on the day of my judgment. That's my hope. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Pray the rosary every day. Every day. There she is. She's offering you the rosary. That is the weapon. That is the battering ram. Make today a Marian feast day, August 15th, the first day of thousands of days when you pray the rosary. Well, yeah, Taylor, sometimes I work late and I get home I'm so tired. Just pray it, man. Just pray it. I've had, when we had twin baby girls, and it's middle of the night, 
I'd be praying the rosary on their baby toes. Do you know baby toes have 10, 10 toes? Perfect little decade. In the middle of the night, 2 a.m., praying rosary on baby toes. You just learn to pray the rosary as much as you possibly can all the time. And it'll bring you peace in your heart, peace in your home, peace in your country. That's what the Pope said, not what some guy on a webcam on YouTube said. An actual Pope said that. All right. Thanks for watching. If you enjoy this video, make sure if you didn't already, go ahead and hit the likes up. That's the thumbs up. And then share this video. You know, YouTube algorithm, I figured out over the years, it's not real wild about the rad trad uh, dad on a webcam. So the way this channel grows, the way people hear about it, the way people watch it and all that is y'all share it yourself. You are my algorithm. So there's a little share button beneath the screen where I am. You hit share and you share it on Twitter and you share it on Facebook or wherever you do social media. And that's where people see it. Uh, and then, of course, if you're a subscriber, that means you're notified whenever we go live. So hit the subscription button in the bottom right. Hit the bell and you'll be notified. Now, there's a lot of you who say, man, I wish I had fellowship. You know, I've got good friends. You know, last night I had my friend Greg over. I talk about Greg all the time. He and his wife came over and and uh, with their son and daughter and my wife and our kids. And we had hors d'oeuvres and some drinks and just a nice Sunday hangout. And he said uh, that he's heard priests say that, which is what I said earlier, you know, after the mass, it's the rosary. It's the rosary. You got to make that a priority in your life. You got mass and you got rosary. Now, of course, everything else is part of there too. You got to feed the poor. You got to love your spouse. You got to care for your kids. You got to get to the sacraments. You got all that stuff is in there, right? But when it comes to your rhythm of devotion, mass and rosary, they have to be there. They really got to be there. All right. And if you want to have fellowship and friends and all that, and you live in an area where you don't have a traditional Latin mass or you don't have a traditional Catholic school or friends or community, I encourage you make the great Catholic migration. What does that mean? If you can, with your job, if you can transfer, if you can work at home, if you can change your office, move. Do it. Go find a community. I meet them all the time. All the time. At church, I meet people say, hey, we we watched you on YouTube, love you. And then, you know, we said, why not? Let's just move to Texas. What are we waiting on? Let's go find a good parish and a good community and let's just do it. And they do it. So consider it prayerfully. If your job allows you, Great. If not, you know, you have to rule it out. But maybe you can find another job. I don't know. If you want help with that, I encourage you to contact realestateforlife.org. Realestateforlife.org. They will put you in contact with someone who can help you sell your home, buy a new home in a new place, whether it's Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, or Florida, or Texas, or any of these other great places where there's families and traditional Catholic masses, etc., Go to realestateforlife.org. Tell them Taylor Marshall sent you. They can help you out. They've been helping out a lot of people this year. So check them out, realestateforlife.org. What else? Special thanks to all the Patreon patrons, everyone who supports this channel and supports my work so I can get on here for over an hour and uh, talk about the history of the rosary and counter some of the sludge in our culture. 
if you want to be a patron and I'll send you some signed books or merch or whatever, you can learn all about that at patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Just signed a ton of books and my wife, Joy, mails them out. And that's just a way of us saying thank you for supporting our work. And again, thank you to everyone who watches and a special thank you with extra gratitude on it to all the patrons, the generous patrons at patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Check it out. And then just one more blurb here. If you want to take online courses with me, especially on the traditional Latin mass, Roman right, go to newsaintthomas.com, newsaintthomas.com. And you can sign up and take online courses with me on New Testament, Old Testament, Mariology, Sacramental Theology, uh, Apologetics, Traditional Latin Mass, uh, Church Fathers. All kinds of courses are there. If you want to look at the menu of courses that I offer, go to NewStThomas.com. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And I'll say it again. Pray the rosary every day. You're not on the team. And until next time, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty and love Our Lady. Happy Feast Day. Ave Maria.